Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Empty Reviews, a little sideshow I do on the Empty Opinions podcast feed where I talk about the things that I've been watching and listening to recently and man oh man do I have to talk about this episode because oh my god, let me not get ahead of myself, uh, this is um this is a season 1 episode 5 of Watchmen on HBO, Little Fear of Lightning, uh, directed by S- Steph Green and written by Damon Lindelof. Uh, and Carly Ray, those are like the official, I guess, writers of this episode. Um, and, and let me just read the, the description real quick before I get into my thoughts. The origin story of Looking Glass is revealed, as is the truth behind the greatest hoax in, hoax in American history. The smartest man in the world plots a daring escape. All right. This is the best episode of TV of any show this year. I'm saying it now. This episode is amazing. It had, I feel like, anything any Watchmen lover would love. And it had anything any Leftovers fan could love. Like, or really Damon Lindelof fan. It had everything. It had it had the heart and depth of a uh, um, bottle episode with, the, with us focusing on um, uh, Looking Glass and his story. And also answered major questions and revealed major turning points and just like revealed a lot of shit like it moved the main plot along way more than you would think a bottle episode in quotation marks would do and that's all i'm gonna say without getting into spoilers and uh that's uh now i'm gonna move into spoilers and i'm gonna talk spoilers because this is a tv episode and if you don't want to listen to spoilers in a tv episode review then you're just fucking stupid Yes, oh my god. Let's just go B by B because this fucking show episode was a roller coaster. Like I kept looking at the time, like there's no way it's gonna keep going. Like I I watched like when um when Looking Glass goes into that church and he sees that, I'm like, um yeah, are they like is the episode done here? Is it gonna be like a, a thing where it cuts? Alright, well I'm getting too fucking ahead of myself. But this episode was just so fucking good, man. I just can't get over it myself. It's so it's so fucking good. I literally just finished watching it. Holy shit, this fucking episode is good. Alright, let me talk about this. So the way it starts, right? How does it start? It starts with a young um what's his name? Wade? Yeah, it starts with a young Wade. Why isn't his name on the episode? Why don't I see Wade? Uh looking what the fuck? Where's Wade? How weird. Oh, I guess... No, this is... Yeah, uh... Christine Amory. Let's see. I'm looking at the wrong... It must... You know, it, this not, cannot be... What the fuck is going on? The main guy is not even here. Okay, well, I guess it's not credited, but whatever the fucking guy name is. Uh, Looking Glass. Wade, I think is his name. So, we started the episode with Wade... Um, I guess we find out all his fucking traumas in one. Holy shit. So he goes, he's in New Jersey. He's spreading the word of God right before, you know, everybody dies in a nuclear holocaust or one minute to midnight, right? They're looking, they're like talking to people. They're preaching the gospel. I guess he's, uh, he's religious and he encounters this girl who at first he thinks he's going to fuck him. Right. Uh, in, oh fuck. And I just realized it's in a looking glass place. Fuck, this show's deep. But anyways, let me continue. So the girl uh, pretends like she's going to have sex with him, but then ends up stealing his clothes. Now he's all vulnerable and shit in this looking glass house. And all of a sudden, some some weird high-pitched sounds come in. He, like, you know, stumbles across the ground. He wakes up. He sees the whole fucking building destroyed. He walks outside. 
Uh, his ears are bleeding too, but he's not dead. He goes outside. Literally, like, so many people are fucking dead. And at this point, I'm like, what the fuck is going on with the psychic blast? Because, I mean, it was a rumor that this was going to be the moment where they showed the giant squid on the show. But, you know, as a non-Watchmen fan, I had no idea there was a psychic blast. I had no idea about this. I'm like the fuck are these people dying of right and then you zoom out and then start zooming out you know farther and farther and farther and farther away and then you see the giant testicles and wait testicles jesus christ not not testicles tentacles holy imagine if it was testicles i wouldn't put it past hbo to show giant testicles on a show but regardless you see the giant tentacles of the squid that fell on uh what is it november 2nd 1985 so now you know, it has shown the big thing that was Adrian Veidt's plan the whole time. And look, as a non-Watchmen fan, this moment didn't hit me as hard as it probably will a Watchmen fan. I feel like this moment is going to make some Watchmen fans lose their fucking minds. I can see it already. I can, I can, you know, I can see it. Um, from there, we start to see uh, Wade's life. We see how paranoid he truly is. And at least now we understand all the... You know, uh, I think, yeah, we start to see his life. We start to see how he deals with everyday uh, life. His hat actually has tinfoil under it. His mask that he wears is tinfoil because he's paranoid of uh, of uh, another squid attack, right? We see all that shit, right? And then what exactly happened? I mean, I'm trying to think what happens next. I think he goes to oh i mean here's one answer we got nostalgia the pills they pretty much spell it you know if last episode wasn't clear enough for you those pills that will gave her are just memories um which you know is going to come into play at the end of this episode but yeah fuck a lot happened in this episode what the fuck there was so much shit that happened anyway like i'm trying to just thinking of everything that happened and i can't even believe i'm talking about it because I, I don't even know how i'm gonna react to it it's just fucking crazy but regardless so we find out the pills are nostalgia. That's one of the things we find out. We find out how truly paranoid Wade is because he's doing his drills like pretty much every day. Seems like when he's only supposed to be doing them once a week. Um, so he orders a new machine overnight, uh, overnight shipping for his new uh, drill machine uh, that he wants because he's that paranoid. So we're getting, we're clearly getting that he's paranoid and he's been traumatized from. You know, the squid attack. Like, the squid attack fucked him up real good, right? That's what we see. Then, um, I think the next thing we see... I might, I might miss some shit. I'm just gonna talk about the things I clearly remember. And there was so much, I can't even fucking, you know, deal with how much shit there was. So, after that, I'm trying to piece together exactly what happened. So, I think the next thing that we see is um, uh, him... Go, we see his uh, his group, his like extra dimensional anxiety group, I think it's called. We see a brand new girl come in. Uh, then we see that the girl's like flirting with him and then they go out drinking. And um, what exactly? I mean, they start talking about their perspective traumas and shit. And they start like kind of flirting. You know, they flirt a lot. Uh, by the end of that scene, they kind of like they really like each other. But this is a big fucking twist. This is the first big twist. I mean, besides from the beginning of the episode, that's just kind of like a reveal. But this is like a big twist or like a big momentum in the in the original plot. Um, there's so much little shit, but I'm going to try to get through the big shit only uh, for this. Because, you know, if I start talking about the little shit too, I'm just going to, it's going to be an hour episode and I don't want to do that. Um, so what the fuck, ha- what, the, what, what, what happens next? I'm trying to think. What, what What's next? Um... Uh, yeah, yeah, so the girl leaves, and somebody who p- picks her up, and we see the cabbage fall out, and I'm like, oh, shit, 
they're the fucking cavalry, or at least I thought he was. But then, you know, uh, Wade follows them, and he see, and we see both of them get the mask on, and then, you know, there's a little callback to a joke that was mentioned earlier in the episode, where he's like, yo, Wade, you don't know how to pick your girls. And, um, yep, that her, his ex uh, was right <laughs> when it came to that. Um, but we see them putting the fucking Cat uh, um, uh, 7th Cavalry mask on, so I'm like, oh, shit, okay. And this motherfucker, Wade... I guess, look, at first I'm like, why the fuck would he go in by himself? But then I remember he, he called for backup. Like, he calls for backup, and then he goes in. And we see, oh, shit, this is where they recorded the video. Oh, shit, Wade found them. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Wow, the plot is moving so fast. What the fuck? That's what I'm thinking at this moment. At this moment. So then that happens, and then we get the another fucking twist. Holy shit, so many goddamn twists all at once. We get the twist that... um. Wade uh, was lured in by the 7th Cavalry and that everything that he did, it was all planned out by the 7th Cavalry. They have him trapped pretty much, right? So then, you know, they take him to a room where I guess they're going to show him something. Oh, oh, we see fucking teleportation. The 7th Cavalry has teleportation, uh, a portal uh, technology. What the fuck are they going to do if they have that? And maybe, I guess, that's what the lithium batteries are for from earlier in the in the season, so I guess that's another answer, uh, another question answered, right, so, um, yeah, so they go to set him down to show him something, and then, you know, there's this guy that comes to him, and he starts talking, right, and I, I don't know who the fuck this is, I'm just thinking there's a random guy, but then Wade is like, are you gonna, are you trying to, are you even trying to hide your voice, Senator, I'm like, oh shit, is this Senator, and then, yeah, sure enough, we get revealed that the senator is part of the 7th Cavalry. But there's another fucking twist. But before I move on to the other twist, holy shit. I can't get over it again. I keep repeating myself. But there was so much that happened in this episode. Like, it being a... And I haven't even gotten to the thematic shit of this episode that I loved that I damn near teared up on. And the thing that I love Damon Lindelof now for that he did in The Leftovers so well that now he's doing now, but like adding fucking plot on top of it, it's ridiculous. But, uh, uh, you know, I have so much shit in my, in my head right now. I don't know where to focus on. Let me just continue on, I guess, a little recap. So, um, what, what, what the fuck happens next? So, yeah, we got Revere Senator Keene. He is part of the 7th Cavalry. Oh, shit. That was my re- reaction. I'm like, fuck. Okay, but then that's been such a common, like, uh, theory that it was just like, oh, okay, I guess, um, you know, I guess, uh, the, the Redditors were right. Um, but no, we, t- it turns out, here's what turns out. Turns out, I guess the, the FBI and, uh, fucking, uh, the Senator, I guess they're trying to, they have infiltrated the seventh cavalry because they want to end it from inside. That's what he is saying. Now, can can we believe that? Do we know that's true? I don't know. But that's what he's saying. He's saying he sees the, to- the turmoil happening in Tulsa and that the government has infiltrated them to try to stop it. Which, I mean, I think could make sense. But who, I mean, oh, and I guess if you want to look at it this way, this is one twist, the one twist nobody predicted. Everybody was so focused thinking about Holy shit, is, uh, is uh, Senator Keene a part of the 7th Cavalry that they didn't think? Yes, but, and then add another twist on top of it, I think, which is very smart of Damon Lindelof to do. With all the fucking, I don't think anybody speculated that that was, you know, that he was part of the 7th Cavalry, but he was doing it to stop them from within. Um, which is amazing. Fuck, I forgot to turn off the heater. Fuck it, I'm just gonna keep going. God damn. Darn it, I forgot. 
but but you know i was just too excited to record so i just came down here and did it um hopefully you can forgive this horrendous noise uh while i finished recapping the episode so then you know that gets revealed and then you know cedric keen now is threatened with uh information that like if he doesn't help the fbi try to get uh angel abar or sister knight arrested that he's gonna have the seventh cavalry kill her whole family and then he's like oh fuck i guess yeah he has to you know you know the one is easily better a better option than the others i'm like okay yeah wait i guess he's gonna have to do it i can't you know he's gonna have to do it um then uh what the fuck else uh happened oh and during this scene wade finally experiences what it's like to have their mind the whole world change in front of them because henry keen reveals to wade that the the official video sh- saying that the the squid attack was in fact a hoax and it was planned um it, it was planned and uh which you know wade has been trying to get to the bottom of ever since his little traumatic accident when the squid happened when the squid attack happened but now he has it fully confirmed and man this actor is so fucking good i, I wish i know what the fuck his name is man god damn why can't I, why isn't it listed why is just angela abar listed in one of the as one of the actors hold on i gotta find this i gotta find what this guy's name is wade why they come on looking glad tim blake nelson this man is fucking amazing uh because just the moment where he's being like his fucking mind is being opened in half being sawed off like the way he's showing his worldview breaking is amazing like he's definitely you know show he, he's he what an amazing performance by him and i mean presumably his last but you know we'll get to that later but um so he gets revealed the shit is crazy and now his whole world is turned upside down right like now he's like fuck i guess now he's um yeah i guess this is what there's more i forgot there's fucking more to this damn episode jesus christ there's the whole other ozymandias plot that i haven't even talked about which there isn't that much to talk about it's kind of more confirmation of what's going on um but anyways um let me continue with wade so wade now you know has been fully converted okay thank god wade has been fully converted and um he is now kind of like you can tell he's a broken man at this point and then he goes to the uh police station uh angela calls him over the phone and like, you know what the fuck is going on with the pills and then um wade is just like is anything true which i mean if that's not the essence of this fucking character i don't know what else is but yeah we find that out um and uh you know he, he tells angela those pills are memories and apparently these nostalgia pills were banned like a while ago because it was causing it was ca- causing psychosis which makes sense i mean if you know that kind of technology is very dangerous but you know this has existed in this world this isn't some mysterious substance it's just an outlawed substance a very old type of substance so he tells angela and then angela's like oh shit really and then wade I uh, asked her like, "Hey, what's uh who, who what the fuck is going on? Uh Angela, please tell me who the guy is that you're covering up for." Uh and of course Angela does and boom, he's fucking man, how smart is that bugging his cactus and how smartly did that shit come to play? They didn't even have to like explain it. They bro, brilliant fucking writing. Brilliant fucking writing of setting that shit up in the beginning of the episode and then having that shit pay off and you didn't even have to bring attention to it 
fucking amazing. But anyways, um, uh, what, what I left off? Oh yeah, uh, Angela is getting arrested, uh, but she takes all the goddamn pills. I think she every single one. She takes all of them, and uh, she gets arrested and taken away. Um, and yeah, that's. I mean, now we gotta see where the fuck, what the fuck is gonna happen with Angela next episode. Oh my god. Yes, next episode is literally going to be her fucking memories. Whoa, this is why I fucking love Damon Lindelof, man. I'm getting so hyped over this episode, but this is why I fucking love him. He knows exactly, and now he's going to do pretty much those pills allow him to do International Assassin. Oh my God, I can't fucking wait for next episode, but let me just continue, right? So I guess that's a prediction. That's for sure what the next episode is gonna the next episode is gonna be the international assassin in this uh, uh, Watchmen universe. But wow, wow, what a brilliant fucking that's yo. Lindelof is a genius, at least when it comes to fucking pacing and sequencing of episodes, because that makes so much sense. We have so much plot like involved in this episode, and then the next one is kind of just understanding. Angela's heritage and all that shit through abstract imagery. Fucking amazing. In- incredible. Incredible storytelling happening right here, man. But um, then we move on, you know, I think from this we move on. I think we jump to Ozymandias' story, but I would just finish off Wade's story. So Wade um, gets home. He sees that he got, he, from the beginning of the episode that he ordered, he gets his new uh, uh, drill system. And he puts it in the trash, right? Because you're like... Well, now he knows everything is fake, so why the fuck would he, would he need it? Like, you know, it's like, oh, this shit, you know, this shit is fucking false. Fuck this shit. Like, I guess it's his moment of rebellion. Rebellion, But then he puts it in the trash, but then he comes back out and gets it. I'm thinking, why does he get it? I mean, there's multiple ways you can you can explain it. One, you know, his, his trauma is just too strong to overcome. So at the end of the day, he's still that, like, anxious as fuck that he was in the beginning because that trauma of the squid was just too big but then you also remember they tell him that you know that video that adrian Veidt does for president nixon that is shown to him he does say they're going to continue the the squid attacks um but not only that not only the squid attacks but he knows that um the seventh cavalry is planning something new for the town so he's probably in his head like well let me get this shit i mean you know as much as i know you know that this shit is bullshit, I'm still gonna need it, because I have all my bunker and shit, oh, and then, okay, I'll I'll get to that, but, um, I just piece something in my mind right now, just now, but, um, if he, um, what did I left though, so he takes the system back, and that's all I'm thinking, like, oh, he's kind of smart, because, like, he knows something's gonna happen, and I'm thinking, that's, that's it, the episode is done, and wouldn't you know it, the fucking 7th Cavalry comes in to supposedly kill him, and oh my god, you know, at first when I saw that, that was like the twist of all twists. I'm like, fuck, are they going to kill Wade? You know, I guess it makes sense. He, he like, you know, he did so much this episode. This episode depended so much on him that it's kind of like, yeah, he kind of did, you know, he kind of fulfilled his purpose. But now I'm thinking he does have his whole goddamn bunker. Um, so he's he has like his he's yeah, his whole like, you know, apocalyptic uh a bunker that he has so it's possible that he uses that although he ran outside of his house to the bunker right because the bunker is like that way so maybe not i don't know maybe i'm reaching but it's only two outcomes for wade next episode or next time we see him either he's dead or he ran to the bunker and somehow was able to fight off all those seventh cavalry but 
you know, as much as I want that to be the, uh, as much as I want the latter to be the actual thing that happens, I'm starting to realize, yeah, it's not, it's not that. I think it's just gonna be, um, yeah, it's just gonna be him dying, which you know, sad. He's a great character, but it was just, it's annoying that he's gonna. It's it's a, it's sad that he's dying because he's such a great character, but he, I think he fulfilled pretty much everything he could do as a character. You know what I mean? Especially Lindelof saying this one-off season. Probably why he's going to get killed off at this episode. Um, and that's that for Wade. And before I move on from just that side of the universe, I guess you can call it. I just wanted to point out that two things. One, a quick shout out to Panda. He's back and he was great. And then we're having that conversation that Hoodie Justice is actually Dr. Manhattan. That has to, that's going to be important. Knowing Lindelof, that one fucking, one, that one line of them having, of talking, that's going to be important to the show somehow this season. That's not just a fucking regular conversation. That's sh- that because I mean, it even felt odd in how important that conversation was placed in this was supposedly you know throwaway scene. But whatever. That hooded justice being Doctor Manhattan. I don't know exactly what that's gonna mean, but I think it's gonna mean something. Oh, I mean, maybe fucking maybe Doctor Manhattan is <laughs> is hooded justice after all. Maybe Doctor Manhattan is a uh, will. I don't know, man. All right. Um, <laughs> like, I don't even know how I could theorize that shit. I'm not equipped to do that. Um, and the other thing besides Panda and their conversation with Red, Red uh, Scare, I- I'm starting to really hate Lori. Like, at first, the first two episodes I saw of her, I was kind of like, man, she's a smart ass. She's this and that. But I wasn't, like, hating it. But now I'm starting to get mad. I feel like she's an extra... She's becoming, and I guess maybe that just goes to show how much I like Wade, but the way she was treating Wade was, like, getting on my nerves. I'm like, this fucking bitch, shut up. Like, why is you coming at him? Why are you calling him mirror guy? You know what I mean? Like, that was getting to me, but I guess that's just an effective character. That's definitely, and she's definitely playing their shit out of this role, so that's good. Um, And that's everything on that side that I had to talk about. Now I just got to talk about... I mean, I don't have much to say with the Ozymandias stuff. I think it's pretty clear, you know, as opposed to previous episodes. I think this episode makes it pretty clear what the fuck is happening with Ozymandias. So, yeah. So, all the shit that we've been seeing is him testing this little clones that he has in his world to see how he can get out. He's managed to make the perfect suit and he was launched into what we can assume is what looks like the moon to me. Uh, but I don't know astrology, so I don't. I have no fucking idea or astronomy? I don't know which one. Astronomy, I think. I don't know that. So, I have no idea which planet he was on. Because they do show another one. Like, I guess in uh, reference. But I'm not good at that. So, I don't know which fucking planet that is. All I know is this. Um, what is all I know? Oh, yeah. All I know is that Adrian Veidt starts writing Save Me from these from the bodies of the people that he threw into this place earlier in the season. Um, then he gets pulled back and arrested by this guy, this game master who he had, who the game master had warned him before. Like if he kept going, he's going to get arrested or something's going to happen to him. And it finally happens. So, uh, yeah, that's where we leave off with, uh, Adrian Vite. I, I think, you know, this was the least confusing episode of Adrian Vite so far of Ozymandias. Um, but, uh. Still, you know, still very, cl- still, you know, weird, of course, like, 
they had to include some kind of weird shit. So, of course, he, he spelled save me with bodies, with frozen bodies. They need to have some weird. Um, but, yeah. Oh, my God. That was... I think, yeah, that's all really that happened in this episode. I cannot fucking wait for next episode again. Now I want to repeat the, repeat this as um, I'm closing off this episode of Empty Reviews. But this is the best episode of any show this year. Like, period. There's no better episode this year. This, this year. Like, not at all. Like, the, what the things that they accomplished with this episode, not only with the characterization of Wade, the bottle episode nature of it, but combining it with um, moving the plot along so fucking much, like reveals, important reveals every 10 minutes in what's supposedly a bottle episode of Wade. It's incredible. It's just incredible. You can't beat it. I'm fully on this show. And here's the thing, man. If I didn't live, if, if I didn't love Mr. Robot so much, this would easily be the number one show of the year, um, but I'm still watching that Mr. Robot, and that just has three more seasons on this. But this has all of leftovers behind it. Um, fuck yeah, this season or, or watch uh, what this season of Watchmen or Mr. Robot season four is gonna be, you know, a toss up really for what's gonna be the best or my favorite season of the year. Um, but yeah, like I said again, once again, just gotta say the best episode of the year so far. Um, and that's it. That's all I had to say. And I did have a lot to say on this one because fucking hell, this episode had me on a roller coaster and I just had to talk, come to the mic and talk about it somewhat because I don't, you know what I mean? Like I just had to get this energy out somewhere. Um, and that's that for this episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening to these empty reviews. Uh, you know, there's going to be one for Mr. Robot coming soon, and there's going to be another one for Rick and Morty, probably. If not, I probably just won't have time, but for sure, Mr. Robot, um, about to watch that right now. So that should be the next Empty Reviews episode, and that's it. And until next time, thank you guys for listening.